Turn with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. But I want to uh, say welcome some of our new members who are here today. Uh, Michael Tucker, Lisa Tucker, uh, Jim Evans. Go ahead and stand up right there, Jim. Jeff Horseman, Jeff Horseman in the back. And Nikki Crabtree. Where's Nikki Crabtree? Is she here? She's also one of our new members. And did I miss anybody? I think that's it. Uh, but thank you guys for joining our church. God bless you and thank you. And all of you who are online, we thank you as well. Amen. So we're going to be talking a lot about springtime stuff. And I know you guys are cleaning your garage and you got the windows open and all these kind of things. And uh, so um, if you're going to plant a garden this year, I just throw your hand up real quick and just put it back down. You're going to, yeah, we're going to plant a garden this year, babe. That's what I was saying. And then right after you say you're going to plant a garden, somebody's always like, well, the, the deer will eat it or like the rabbits will eat it, so maybe I shouldn't. Well, um, here's the deal. I told people you'll either be able to do something or you'll find an excuse for it. Um, so 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we're going to talk a lot about spring, springing into spring, and talking about uh, seed and all that kind of stuff. So in your mind, I also heard it was going to be 62 degrees today. So, oh, somebody's got to praise God for that. And it doesn't mean that it can't be 32 tomorrow or the next day. But it could, so don't take your snow plow off yet. Uh Let's, let's talk about what the Apostle Paul talks to his brethren in his church here in Corinth. Uh, it says, but brothers, I could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. So this is kind of, I don't know if you call it a, a scolding, Chuck, but it's close. It's, it's, it's these guys getting reprimanded from really just basically being kind of uh, baby-like. Um, I'm going to read a few verses, and then I'm going to talk to you about growing up a little bit. So tap the person that's next to you. He'll want to hear this. I fed you with milk, uh, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not ready, for you are still of the flesh. So what the Apostle Paul is, is you're more interested and appeasing the flesh, following the flesh, doing fleshly things, you, you're, you're still acting like a little baby. See, sooner or later, everybody has to grow up. Sooner or later, everybody has to grow up. Even that person in your family who you, you've been hoping and praying that they'll come along and you're like, I hope one day they'll grow up. You know, say that with me. I hope they grow up. Oh, you are so tired of dealing with those people. No, I'm not reading your mail. I'm just preaching. <laughs> For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? That means you're still spiritually speaking. You're still on a baba. You still have a blankie and a binky or a nana. For when one says, I follow Paul and another I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? So this, what they're saying is, is, Paul says you're burning up all your energy trying to follow a human being when you should be following Christ first. So that'll always be the way. Follow Christ first in all situations. Amen? Amen. Regardless of 
of all of that. Now, the Apostle Paul does say in his writings, follow me because I follow Christ. So God has given you earthly examples, but only follow those people if they're following Christ. Amen. Um, so here it is. This will be where we start praying. I planted, Apollos watered, so this is another minister or another pastor, if you will, but God gave the growth. Say that with me, but God gave the growth. So in your, um, in your seed planting or your tomato uh, planting or whatever, it is, tomatoes seem like they, it's a competition. And, you know, you got miracle grow on it and all kinds of things. And you, somebody gets, whenever somebody gets tomatoes before the next guy at this church, they, like, bring them in. <laughs> Richard, they like, well, you, you mean you don't have them yet? <laughs> Say that, well, you don't have them yet? <laughs> oh, well, we use, it. We use Grandpa's secret formula. <laughs> oh, I just, I don't know. It is kind of a competition, I got to admit. Um, so he says, I planted Apollos water, but God gave the growth. Or if you're reading King James, it says, may God gave the increase. And this is all about seed planting, and, and, and there's, there's biblical principles about seed time and harvest, and, and you know all that. And we know about the seed grown, and we got to water, got to put it in good soil and all that. Really, God only knows about how things grow. I mean, you look at it, uh, Mrs. Strain, and when you, after you plant something, do you ever, like, go out, like, the next day, Demi, and hopefully it's already grown? Oh, yeah, it's going to grow because it's mine. You're praying over it and all kinds of stuff. Come on. You're trying to hurry it up, but you know something? You can't hurry up God's work. You can't hurry God's work up. Sometimes... Sometimes everything isn't microwave. Sometimes it needs a little time to, to germinate and grow and all these kind of things. So God will give the increase. So there I want to pray about that. And I want you to just be thinking this way. So we're talking about seed and there's financial seed, there's spiritual seed, there's praying and there's gifts and all that. I want you to be thinking about the area that you need God to give growth or increase in your life. I want you to close your eyes and we're just going to pray over that and then we're going to pray for the offering. So Lord, today for all those who have some kind of seed, whatever it is, it's a, it's a gift maybe of serving, it's a gift of teaching, it's a gift of music, it's a gift of encouragement. I pray, Lord God, that you help water that, cultivate it, uh, and make that grow. Lord God, I know that you're going to be the one to give increase. And, um, and I ask you, uh, Father God, today, um, as we get ready to collect the offering, this financial seed, uh, as we put it in good soil, that it will help your church grow and um, it will bless the families who give. And uh, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So let the offering be picked up. So applaud the Lord and uh, turn with me into Mark chapter 4. So uh, before we get into that, Mark chapter 4, um, so we are going to collect candy because Easter is coming up and, and part of our resurrection service, the kids collect candy or they collect eggs. We have Easter egg hunts at each location. It's totally awesome. Um, so you guys, uh, if you'll bring some candy, we'll eat it. I'll guarantee it. That sounds like a pretty easy deal. Bring the kids will have a good time. And there's an egg stuffing party here on April 3rd. And they stuff a zillion eggs. So they need a lot of people uh, that have a lot of patience and a lot of willpower not to eat the piece before they put it in the plastic egg. 
That's why they don't invite me. Like, Pastor Pat, would you like to come? I was like, no, because I'd eat it all. Um, so be part of that. And there's trivia night, new believers, all kinds of things on the on your bulletin. So take that with you because uh, you'll be informed about all the wonderful things that are coming up. And I want to host a ministry leaders uh, appreciation day. Uh, we'll have that here soon, and we will be announcing that. Uh, I appreciate all the ministers who work in this church hard and. We did a great job if you were here Friday night at boxing. So a lot of people came here for boxing. They got to hear the word of God, and all of our fighters did very well. So praise God for that. Amen. Um, so let's pray over the message. Would you rise with me and just uh, clutch your Bibles, and we'll pray for the message. And I think you're really, really going to love it. And uh, I'm going to need some assistance at the end here uh, where I use one of my props. I don't use a lot of props. and. Don't ever really spend a lot of money on props, but this one's a super cool one. So, Father God, uh, just we're praying over this uh, fourth chapter of Mark, and there's a, there's a lot of lessons in here, and we want to glean some of it anyways, uh, that we're going to hide it in our heart to help us uh, keep from sinning against you and uh, tell people about your, uh, your love and your power as we look forward to the uh, Resurrection Sunday coming next month. Now we pray this in thy name of Jesus, amen. amen. So you may be seated. Uh, thank you for being here again. So um, in Mark chapter 4, um, I'm going to read just like a couple verses and I'll kind of tell you what world I'm in right now. Um, again, he began to teach beside the sea and a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea and the whole crowd was beside the sea on land, and he was teaching them many things in parables, and in his teaching, he said to them, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. Say that with me. A sower went out to sow. One more time. A sower went out to sow. That's very important here. It's, it's, it's for sure the message. Um, I have been operating in the flesh a little bit as of late. Um, because I'm really, you know that the, does everybody know that the gas prices have gone up a little bit here lately? Just, you, you hear, uh, somebody said, it, I was telling some jokes when I was announcing the boxing, and I mentioned gas like 15 times. I probably should have mentioned it more, but uh, they, they came over to the table, and they're like, hey, lighten up on the gas jokes. <laughs> I was getting some mileage out of that dude. So where am I going with this whole thing? So uh, so everything else goes up. Price goes up because it costs more to ship it. And, then, and a lot of times it's just a good excuse to raise prices on everything else. Just shake your head. Any, yeah. Yeah, like we're going to raise the, the price of whatever because gas is up. So anyway, so, so gas is up. So um, in my fields at my farm... Um, we need to plant a hay crop. So I have a hay crop, and we've been gleaning off of it for years and all this kind of thing. And, and uh, after a while, you have to fertilize the field, and you have to throw some new seed out there. Say that with me, new seed. You have to become sowers, and you will have to as well at some level in some part of your life throw some more seed out there so you get a crop. So I'm trying to justify this, and I'm calling around. I called the co-op, and they told me their price. And I always believe since the Internet has come into existence that somewhere magically we can find this way cheaper than my local co-op can. So I always 
do what I always do. I call, I tell Pastor Aaron to look far, and I tell Jason to look far, and I go, try to find us some seed and some fertilizer. So I just forego the fertilizer, so we're just going to throw manure out there. And uh, But the seed part is where I'm stuck, so I just, I talked to Jason yesterday. I said, man, I said, I'm just not going to, I'm just not throwing seed this year. And then God's, God really hammered me on this. He's like, oh, really? And you're going to. And you're going to get in your church and talk about harvesting and all the, you know, all the. See, it's easy for me to preach. It's hard for me to live it. So what what does that mean? What does that mean? So what that means, Berger, is it's going to cost you something in your life if you want a real harvest or a crop. Because sometimes things don't come easy. And, and so I'm going to get ahead of myself. And basically everything comes from a seed of sorts. You know, like when you're eating an apple and you're like, I wonder how these grow. And you see all the seeds in there? Just say, duh. duh. Somebody has to put that back in the ground. And good ground, Wes. And then you end up with uh, apple trees. And if the deer don't eat them, you'll have them. And you can do that too. Same with the bananas and same with everything. And same, actually, same with uh, human beings. It has to be seed that are planted. It has to be a, a male and a female. So anyways, so I'm thinking about this, and I'm really battling because buying seed, and I always like to call around, so I called a couple of places. I even left the place. I went in there, and they quoted me one price, and I pulled, and I all, Steve, I almost paid the price, but I didn't want to pay the price because I wasn't ready to pull that much out of my wallet, and I'm like, you know what? I could probably save myself a couple of bucks if we just all look. So we've all been looking for it. We haven't really saved a whole lot of money, and I still don't have seed in the ground. That's, that's a problem, isn't it? See, we, we can continue to drive around and look around uh, for seed to be cheaper. But in the meantime, what we, what we need to know is it's going to, just the bottom line, it's going to cost you something if you want a nice crop. And God's people said amen. So back to the sowing thing. And, and then you got to get out there. Uh, and, and then you got to sow the seed. And, and I got some, some pretty, you know, just a, some, some pretty vast hay fields. And I'll have to get out there and, and get that sowing done. And some of the seed is so uh, so small, if you don't launch it out there uh, with the fertilizer cart, you can't get it out there. So if you're not going to fertilize, then you'll have to hand seed. Oh, and that's a job. It says, listen, behold, a sower went to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. So that'll happen too, but I can't be worried about that when I'm sowing some seed. If some birds are going to get it, I have to allow for that. But I know some of it is going to go into good soil. Because before I, before I plant it in the ground, I'm going to pray over it that God would resurrect a good crop out of it. Just like you would if you're buying a new car or whatever it is, man. You're praying that that thing runs forever, you know. Uh, or you, or how about the tank of gas? You keep looking over, and you're like, man, I hope I don't. And you know, you're looking around for where the cheapest price is, and you'll go, oh, you'll go down to the vapors to find that gas station. Amen. Even if it means I might even run out, I'm willing to risk it to save 
This, that's, this, is, this is human thinking here. We, we, we want to drive around in our nice cars, but we don't want to sow any seed into the gas tank. If you're going to drive in 2022, say it with me, class, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. Um, somebody sent me a picture of a bunch of horses in a drive-thru at Burger King. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'll be real honest with you. I'm good with it, man. I, w- I wish we would. I wish we would. Um, so verse 4, so it's about sowing, and I know you're starting to get the, some of you guys walked in here today, and you're trying not to spend, and you still want to, and it, what, it may not be finances, but it may just be time. You're wanting a good relationship with your, your wife, your husband, your kids, your grandpa, whatever it is. You would like to have, a lot of times, I told you last week, a lot of times people like to say a lot of things at funerals that they should have said when the person was alive. You can clap on that. I just say, say it while they're alive. We got, we, got, we, got, we got media everywhere. You can do FaceTime and phones and all that. Get on the phone and tell somebody. Sow a seed in their life. It may, it may change it. 4-4, four, four, and it says, he sowed sell, Some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil and immediately sprang up since it had no depth of soil. We've seen that from time to time people who go through these different things and never really get rooted into Christ. I didn't say they didn't get saved, but they never really kind of get rooted in Christ. So they kind of blow around a little bit. And uh, verse 6 says, And the sun rose and it scorched it since it had no root, and it withered away. Other seeds, so let me tell you about that. Um, A lot of times it happens in church life. Never at this church, but other churches. Pastor Jay, it's your church. They said they would say, I had a bad, well, let me see, what are they? I had a bad experience at church. That's why I don't come. Say that with me. I had a bad experience. And I and I believe it. If you're here's the deal, if you're looking for the perfect church, you're at the wrong one. You're at the wrong one. Just keep on driving. But the problem is when you show up to the next church, it won't be perfect anymore. Are we still okay? So I had a bad experience at church, and I told the uh, service, the last service, I said, well, if you have a bad experience at Walmart, do you still go back? Just say, oh, man, I'll move on. Bad experience at a baseball game, football game? Here's what I said. I said, it's a bad experience when people won't stand for the national anthem, but they keep going back. So really, I mean, that's, that's probably not real, a real good excuse. I don't know. So, and then my daughter comes and she ran into my office. She goes, Dad, you are so right. She goes, man, it's unbelievable how people use these excuses not to come in and serve the Lord. And I said, it, it, people need to change their way of thinking and quit trying to appease the flesh but appease God. Amen. So I knew at least she was listening to the last service. Um, they came and devoured it immediately sprang up and since they had no, okay, uh, 
Let's go to, uh, let's finish uh, four, six. And when the sun rose, it scorched, and since it had no reed, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it out, and it yielded no grain. Another seed fell into good soil and produced grain, growing and increasing and yielding 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And if you want to be the 100-fold, just raise your hand, throw it right back down. And he said, he who has ears, let him hear. So if you, want, if you really want a crop, hear what he's saying. Because we just agreed that he's the one that gives the increase. Well, if he's the one that gives the increase, then I need to listen to what he says. Amen? Verse 10. So now he's going to explain the parable. Listen to what he says. And when he was alone, those around him, the 12, so these are his disciples, asked him about the parable. And he said to them, to you who has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is done in parables. So what God is trying to say right here is he says, I don't really want to keep secrets from those who seek me. He said, but for those who aren't serious about me, they're never going to figure this out. They may indeed see, but not perceive. They may indeed hear, but not understand. At least they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, so he's, now he's going to explain it. Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? So here he is. He said, if you're going to understand all these teachings he talks about in the Bible, you need to get this one down first. Verse 14, the sower sows the word. So that's my job, to sow the word. And yours is to, to sow it when you leave here. And these are the ones along the path uh, where the word is sown and where they hear. Satan immediately comes and takes the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones that are sown on rocky ground. The ones when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. Remember that? When you first got saved and you're telling everybody about Jesus and you're at all the Bible studies and all this stuff is going on and then somehow, some way, the, the world got to you and wore you down. And that happens. It's a, that's a tough world out there right now. Verse 17 says, and they had no root in themselves, but endured for a while. And when tribulation or persecution rises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And I thought about this and I thought, well, I could use the pandemic here for a while. And didn't this happen like two and a half years ago? And we got the cares and concerns of the world and the, and the pandemic and the enemy's trying to keep it alive and keep it alive and keep it alive. And after a while, you just go, you know what? That doesn't hold water anymore. We've tried your way. We've tried your medicine. We've tried your distancing. We've tried the things around our head, all that. And we realize the only one who can save us is God himself. Amen. So, so you say, well, what's changed in God's church? Absolutely nothing. Nothing has changed here at this church at all. So does the enemy want you to, he wants you to get all worried about it and, and, and choke the, the word of God out. And, and the enemy's trying to keep this thing alive. Well, that's what the enemy does. He tries to create hysteria. Verse 19 says this, but the cares of the world and the deceitful riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on good soil, say that with me, good soil. Good soil. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you to rise with me. We're a little bit early, but I want to. I want you to just hear my message about good soil. I just want you to. 
hear about good soil. Uh, all I can tell you is this, is, is I, I and you have tried worldly ways. We've tried worldly ways. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I, I'm, me and my wife, me especially, are trying to, to be a little healthier and we're trying to lose a little weight. And there, there's really, I haven't figured out any real secrets other than, uh, Terry, than just not, how do I say this and be politically correct? Um, I just can't put any more food in my mouth. That's the diet plan. What a great diet plan. So, well, I was, I was commentating, and I have been. I mean, God's blessed us. We've, we're working out hard, and we've, we have lost some weight and everything. So while I'm over there, I'm just talking about food, and I'm talking about different things when I'm uh, emceeing the thing. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes over, and they bring me a hamburger, and then they bring me a hot dog, and they bring me a pack of Doritos right there. <laughs> I'm just like, there goes the diet. Isn't that just like human beings? We say we're going to stay on this great path until something better comes along. It don't have to be food. It could be dope. It could be sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It could be money. And then we try, we try to get it in good soil. And, and, and it, well, we want to be successful. Here's what we want. Here's what we really want, Chef. I want to be successful. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop your cork today. God has never called his people to be successful, ever, and in, in the Bible anywhere. He's called you to be faithful. And then, when you, and then when you become faithful, you'll be successful. So you have to do what God wants you to do. In the gifting that he's given, you'll have to, you'll have to do something with that. That's, that's the seed that I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Just say seed. It's a, it's a oh man, it's a, woo. Seed, it's a good thing. We love seed. We want to throw it out. And we just hope and pray so, somehow that it's going to magically just, it's going to magically just pop up. It's going to magically pop up. I'm going to read this and then I'm going to tell you my story. But those that were sown on good soil, that means God's kingdom and God's ways. Are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. 30 and 60 and a hundredfold. That's pretty, that's pretty, uh, pretty simple. So could you bring my prop over here, brother, right there? And I don't know how we're going to distribute that, but get a couple of the guys. So I got to, we can get a couple of deacons here to pass this around. There you go. Thank you. So what I got here is it's nothing really magical. It's just it's just grass seed. Say that with me, grass seed. Because once you get it in your hand, we're just gonna we're just gonna look at it for a while. And I'm gonna ask Angie just to turn the lights down just to fuzz, just to set the mood, so I can talk to you a little bit about the seed. Terry, it sure don't look like a whole lot. Everybody's gonna get. We're gonna put it in your hand. And if you don't have any, just raise your hand and we'll bring some by. I just want you to see it. Because I'm going to call you on it. And everybody's got a seed. It's, it's a gifting that the Lord has given you. Maybe it's to teach children. Maybe it's to, to, to pray for people. Maybe it's to be a, a big financial giver at the church. Maybe it's to be a preacher. 
Maybe it's to be a nurse or a doctor or, or a lawyer or, or something like that. Has everybody got some seed in their hand? God gives everybody seed of some sort. So I, all I can do is just tell you what God's done in my life. So, And you've heard it, but I want to I say it to you again just because I want you to kind of you live out this little thing in your life too. So when I, when I speak, you can, you can mimic some of the things that has happened in my life. So I'll start from the time that I got in ministry. And that was, uh, I don't know, that was at least 23 years ago. And when I got saved, I, gave, I became a new creature in Christ. And he gave me a seed to sow. Or a dream. Ah, could be a dream. Look at your little seed. It's got all the DNA that you'll need for that dream. Or your kid's dream. They're all in there. That's, that's how your child started anyways, right? I mean, it started from a seed, just something small. All the DNA for your child was in that seed. Everything, the hair color, the, the height. Isn't that amazing how God can do that? He knows exactly what your child's going to be, Scott. The whole deal. It's just a seed. And to be faithful. And, and when I got into ministry, we, I had a lot of great people that helped us. I never want to leave anybody out. So I can just kind of speak for, for myself what God told me to do. He said, here's your seed. He said, I want you to be faithful. Ah, whew, okay, I can be faithful. So through that time, we went through the hardships like you all have. We went through tragedy like you all have. We went through marriage struggles like you all have. Went through sickness like you all have. Same seed. You know, I, I uh, when we started in the ministry with that seed, I didn't know how tiny it was going to be. So, and I didn't know that people were going to talk about me or my family. And I didn't know that we'd start praise and worship with a cassette player. And I didn't know that we'd do it in my front room. Just seat. But in there, when you're, when you're holding that or that dream, you'll have to be faithful because there'll be all kinds of people who try to snatch it out of your hand. So just forget it. They're not coming. I remember my wife cooking one day. And this has probably happened to you, so you can relate to it. One time when we were having Bible study, nobody showed up. Still had the same seed. And then one time, one person showed up. And then I remember, I'll always remember this story, Mike. One day we got to the place where we had $38. I, I couldn't really donate because I didn't have any money. I was bankrupt. But when we got $38, we felt really good. We were able to buy somebody flowers if they passed away. We never had enough money to buy anybody flowers. small he's just looking for faithfulness to be there 
we couldn't have handled anything much bigger than this because I really didn't understand the things of God. And maybe you don't either. You're looking at your seed and go, man, I wish it would grow. Well, it'll grow if you'll be faithful. And there's one more thing that you'll have to do. I'll go ahead and tell you right now. Instead of carrying it around, you're going to have to put it in some good dang soil. And that's marriage too. And I know a lot of people have perfect marriages in this church. And that'll be your addiction too. A lot of people have addictions in this church or used to. He told me, he says, if you'll give all that anger and all that alcohol and all that stuff to me, he said, I'll do something with it. But if you want to carry it around and hope one day God will pry it out of your hand, he ain't never going to pry it out of your hand. He's not that kind of God. That's not love when somebody's got to pry something out of you. He's just waiting. He's a very patient God. Would you say patient? He's been watching people grow for years. God has watched the... He's watched the sequoias in California grow. He's going to be around for a while. And that sequoia all started with one of these. Just a seed. I don't know how it got there. Maybe God planted it there. Maybe it blew in there. Once it got there, God just told everybody, don't touch that one right there. So here's where I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you with a really good story about another guy. His name's Billy Graham. If you've heard of him, you can just shake your head yes. In my personal humble opinion, I think he's one of the greatest evangelists that ever lived. The only, the only evangelist to ever counsel 13 U.S. presidents. That's, that's a lot of weight right there. So I don't want to talk about Billy right now for a second. I want to talk about the man that led him to Jesus I can't remember his name but you might that preacher had the same dream same same gift same seed in the palm of his hand and he was preaching at that tent revival I don't know how many days it went on two three four and he was tired too and it's hot under the tent And his foot probably hurt, and so did his back and his head. But he wasn't worried about that. He was worried about getting people saved. He he had a dream. Say that with me. He had a dream. (laughs) He said a dream. I'll bet he didn't know that there'd be a young man named Billy Graham from Carolina that would walk the aisle that night. And can you imagine the struggle and the fight in that camp meeting? All the evil spirits from all over the world were trying to keep that preacher from getting in that pulpit that night because he knew that Billy Graham would get saved. And he told that old preacher, he said, you better hang on because one of the greatest evangelists that will ever grace this planet is fixing to walk that aisle. And you have no idea what God's getting ready to do in your life. All he's asked you to do is be faithful. I told you that story, didn't I? I told you that right after my uh, daughter died. My pastor told me, he said, all you got to do is hang on. I said, I can do that. And that's all God's asking you to do today is hold on. And then the last part of this equation is putting it in good soil. 
Are you still looking at that seed? That's you in there and your kids and your family and your future. How many, how many people at this church are tired of wrestling with their future and their, and their family members and all that? We're fixing it. We're going to put it on the credit card and we're going to pay it late and go put a check in so that it bounces and cover that one and just keep following it like a rabbit. I played that game. This will be the last time, Chuck. Big Steve, this is the last time I'm drinking. Come on, church. This is the last one. I'm not going to do it after this time. Well, you'll keep doing it until you give it to God. Because that nasty old burger kept resurrecting itself over and over again. All right. Let's get down to business now. For all those who are ready to sow this seed, your life, your gifting, your, your children, your family, let's put it in some good soil today. I want you to meet me at the altar. That's, a, that's the best place I can think of to put this seed. So would you join me down here? You know, when we, we built this altar, we extended this altar, me and a couple of friends of mine, they're great people, wonderful people. And we prayed over this altar when we built it. We built it for this reason, for people to come. You know, when we were putting this altar together, I said, I want to, I want to extend this thing out so people can see me preach. But this ain't my altar. This is God's altar. This is just a place where I stand to present the message. You know, right here, you're on holy ground when you're at the altar of God. Godly people build altars and ungodly people build idols. All right, let's look at our seed. We're going to pray over it. You can almost see yourself. right. Look at it real hard. I can see. What a life it would have been. I didn't give my life to Jesus. Probably wouldn't even be here today, I would imagine. I'm telling you right now, you cannot let anybody take that. So we're going to pray a prayer, and you're going to sow it in good soil today. And then we're going to pray over it. service. You can almost see God move in this service today. Let's pray. Father God, as we, uh, my family and my life, my ministry, my health, my everything, Lord God, I sow back into your kingdom, my whole being. I can't hold anything back anymore. I'm in too far, Lord God, to pull back now. these people who came to church today, Lord God, they need an answer. And I pray, Lord God, that you uh, you'll minister to each one who puts seed in the ground, good seed. You'll answer their prayers, you'll walk along with them. You'll help them in their time of need. You'll help their families. 
each one has a has a has a certain thing that's going on in their life, Lord God, and I pray for it right now. And I ask you today, Father God, as they they place this seed in your kingdom, that they're reminded how good you are. You want the best things for your children. And we just pray, Lord God, for a miracle in the lives of all those who are gathered here today and all who are on live stream. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have some seed and you'd like to sow it right here on the altar, go ahead and do that. That's you're perfectly okay. And then we're going to be we're going to be praying for uh, those who haven't been saved yet. Let's pray for them. Would you pray with me? Do you believe that there's somebody here in this church service today who's not saved, or maybe somebody who's on live stream never given their life to Jesus? What a tragedy that would be for me to preach a message like this and not invite someone into the kingdom of God. I wouldn't be doing my job. Let's pray for that person. So my dear brother and my dear sister that's here today in the sanctuary or someone that's in the sanctuary in the sound of my voice, God has a plan for your life, the same plan that he had for our brother Billy Graham and those sisters who have followed behind him as well and brothers in Christ. He wants you to be born again. He wants you to have a new life. He wants your your seed to spring forth to new life. First of all, you have to recognize that you're a sinner and you need a Savior. His name is Jesus. Just say his name, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. I don't know if there's any special way to invite him in. I'll just tell you to invite him in the way I did. Oh, Jesus, I need you in my heart. Church, do you realize that you're a sinner and we're far from Christ? We need the atoning blood that runs through the Bible from cover to cover to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus, I need you. I need your resurrected power in my life. I want to become born again. And I receive you unto myself. And I trust in the atoning work you've done at the cross at Calvary. And I thank you today, Lord God, that you've made me a new creature. Help me. Help my family follow you in all our ways. Pray this in Jesus' name.